reflexes like a mongoose on amphetamines. Oh, oh, waving his Wilson wand. Super scintillating and sensational from Sosa. Tennessee of the Gods. I'm Alex, joined with my brother Nicholas. And you know what? Today is a great day. Today is a great day, Nicholas. You know why? Because the Australian Open is here. I'm pumped. Tennis has been away for a long time on TV. Haven't been able to watch a lot. I mean, I know we've had a little bit of 250 action, ATP Cup, but the Australian Open is really where it's at. It's the first Grand Slam of the year, and you know what? Nothing gets me more psyched than to watch tennis from 7 o'clock till the wee hours of the morning and you know what i am in cloud nine right now cloud nine i don't know about you how you doing today i'm doing fantastic me personally the australian open is also my favorite tournament of the year unfortunately this year the players uh, are having to deal with air quality issues but more importantly the country of australia and the people and the animals and the land affected by the bushfires, so I just wanted to start out by recognizing that and wishing them uh, the best of luck in recovering. Nice touch there. Um, so we're going to get right into it. The Australian Open draw. It, the tournament is actually has has started already. Um, we're getting a, getting late to you guys just because Nicholas put the podcast second to everything else in his life and put in wouldn't be a team player and try to help me out but you know it is what it is so i make do and 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 try to rearrange my schedule just for him because that's what a team player does um for the boys and i put myself second so i mean hats off to me right yeah um praise me all right (laughs) so yes the australian open your seeds the top seeds you have rough in the dollars you're one Novak as your two, Fed Goat as your three, and then your four seed is Daniel Medvedev. So those are the top seeds. I'd say this year the draw is not as interesting as it has been in the past, but there's still some good first-round matchups, so we're going to get right into it. All right, Nicholas? Yes. All right, so we're going to start from the top and work our way down and then start getting into our more futures picks as we go on. In the immediate future, I mean, you have to take Rafa Nadal in the early rounds just because you don't see anyone with big enough weapons to to kind of punch through him. Um, I don't see him losing to Delhi and don't see him losing to either the Dabonis or Salsa. I think it's going to be Salsa. Um, or I, I see him for sure in the fourth round. So we'll leave it at that. And I I'm think sure before you we go on, I think... Pablo Carina Busta could give Nadal a little bit of trouble. I think he'll be able to take a set off of Nadal, but that's about it. No, 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 no. How? How? I thought he was actually playing quite well on ATP Cup. Granted, it was doubles, but he's had found success. <laughs> he's found I mean, success in on. Australia before. Last year, what was it? He was in the fourth round, and he probably should have won that match against Kei Nishikori in the Super Breaker as a fifth set. He's playing a different level, man. He got injured this, this, this past year. Yeah, and then I he re- really recovered at the end of the year, and I was quite impressed with him. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't 
think it's set up at all. But you know, we'll see. We'll see. I'll hold you to that. Because Nadal um, isn't looking his dominant form of last year, really. He lost to Goffin, ATP Cup, and also Djokovic, both in straight sets. I agree. Um, but, I mean, Novak hasn't dropped the set in at all in their last eight meetings on hard court. And then so also, I don't think... And also, Demonor took a set off of him, and it was very yeah. close second set. And what happened in the third? 6-1. Mm-hmm. I think you're looking into it a little bit too much. Novak's going to dummy him on hard court. We know that just based on the just based on their past past matchups on hard. That's not a surprise loss. I mean, the fact that he got that second set to 7-6 after Novak absolutely pounded him in the first. I was surprised about that. Um, and the loss to Goffin. Well, Goffin played a good match, and it's one of the earlier matches in the year. There's a heightened sense. Of course, it's a it's a Grand Slam. I mean, he was playing for his country, so there's a lot going there. But to Grand Slam, it's a different amount of pressure. I think he'll be fine. Yeah. Um, so getting into the little, the small little picks, I think Sousa gets a, a much-needed win here against Delmonis. He hasn't won a match in a long time. Um, he's been struggling, especially at the end of last year. Um, I think he takes that. I think Chris Eubanks advances. He qualified. The American qualifier, big serve. Um, tough to kind of get in a rhythm against a guy who's serving that big and pounding every other ball. Um, and I see Karina Busta coming through to Nadal and getting his... Getting, getting it handed to him. Yeah, I mean, I don't see anything too surprising... Uh, here in the so, first section. And then moving down, I've got Nick Kyrgios as the 23 seed advancing. He plays Lorenzo Sinego first round. And then I see Simon taking up taking out Pablo Cuevas. Cuevas ended up withdrawing from a couple of his matches, at least one of them, in ATP Cup after he lost. What was it? 0-1 to Nishioka? He played Bustillas really too. And he played Nadal. He didn't pull out from a single match, but Oh, that was his brother. My bad. Yeah, come on. Do your research. Uh, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> you did. Um, but yes, I agree. I agree. I think Cuevas isn't, Cuevas's level has dropped significantly. Um, I think Kyrgios advances. And you talk, were talking to me earlier, and you brought up a quote that Kyrgios said. But I agree. I think Kyrgios does have a different level of focus just off of hearing his press conferences. Um, so I am high on him for this tournament. I know um, I have him advancing to the fourth round, not to get a little too far ahead. I think Hatchinoff, who is his seed down here in this this part of the bracket, is has not been playing great tennis. Um, I don't think he's playing playing bad tennis either, though. It just no, not at the it's, level it, of it's not at the not at the level that he produced when he got inside the top ten, um, and he he's. Not regressed, but I think cooled off, and and I think Nick Kyrgios having the weapons that he does, and if he can harness that in with his focus, is a much higher level player, and can can raise his level higher than Hatchinoff can, as we saw when Kyrgios played Sitsipas seven six seven six. That was a high level match, um, and yeah, I think Hatchinoff Hatchinoff lost to someone in Auckland where I was like John Millman, John Millman. If you're losing the mailman in Auckland, I, I, don't, I think when you play Kyrgios, and 
if he is really this changed guy because he's playing for a purpose that is not himself, I think that that's some bad news. That's some bad news because that guy, that guy with um, with focus, tough, too tough. Yeah, definitely. Um, just quickly, another another matchup: Uchiha, Michael Yimer is really starting to come into his own. He's he's fought his way through the challengers, and now he's breaking his. He was the most winningest challenger player last year, right? I think so, or at least up there, top five, yeah, definitely. Not the most winningest, but he won. He was tied for the most t- challenger titles on mm-hmm. the year, and now he's breaking his way into ATP events and winning matches. But I think it continues here. So, I think when we round up this little section with Rafa Nadal as your one seed and locking off the patching off as your 16 seed, I have Rafa in the quarters beating Nick in the fourth round. I'm going to disagree with you there. I've got Nick Kyrgios taking out Nadal. As I said earlier, Nadal has already lost two matches on the year. Nick Kyrgios, uh, he produced some fantastic tennis at ATP Cup. He beat Nick um, Stefano Stisipas 7-6, 6-7, 7-6, I believe. And yes, he did lose to Roberto Bautista Agut 1-4, but I was still really impressed all around. And I feel like, as you said earlier, with that heightened sense of focus and just will to win and just playing more than just for himself. And I feel like that's what he's been struggling with throughout his career is that he hasn't really cared all that much whether he wins or loses. And it really matters now. He's been probably, I'd say, the leading supporter in terms of the bushfire relief effort um, out of all the ATP players. And... It's it's showing how he's acting and how he's playing. Listen, I think Kyrgios has been playing well, and I think he will play well in the Australian Open. One thing is, is I think Rafa Nadal also will be playing well and will be very focused. And one thing's for sure, I know he is not the biggest fan of Nick Kyrgios, so I think that adds a lot in there. Um, and I think when Nick Kyrgios has beaten him, Nadal has failed to shut the door on him in some of those matches. I think Nick Kyrgios will come out fine, but I think at the end of the day, when you stack up those two, Nadal is just the better winner, and I think he'll find a way to pull it out. It's best set of five sets. This is not on grass where there is much more value for for serving and hitting massive. I mean, again, this is hard court. It's not a clay court. Kyrgios is going to hit some unreturnable balls, a lot of them probably. But... I think at the end of the day, Nadal will be able to scrap it out. He's just the he is the better winner, and I think that that definitely will win out most of the time in Grand Slams. So that's why I would pick Nadal. All right. Well, moving on, you've got Gael Monfils playing Jensen Liu, and I've got Monfils advancing, and then Vashik Pospisil, a guy who I really like. Both of us really like. Coming off of injury, he started his comeback. At the beginning of the summer, I think in July, uh, and he just really progressed, finding a lot of success in challenger events during the fall uh, in the U.S. hardcourt swing and challenger events. And then just in, I forget what 250 he just played, but he was able to qualify and get a solid uh, first round win and then lost to Shapovalov in a pretty good match. 
I think I agree. I have Monfils playing Pospisil and Pospisil beating Monfils. Yep. I think when you look at it, Monfils has been playing phenomenal tennis. And I think just the matchup, Pospisil is going to like the rhythm Monfils gives him in terms of off the backhand. And Pospisil plays very aggressive. Um, and so in order in order to get him uncomfortable, I think Monfils is going to have to play, have to keep him back. And I just... I think the way Pospisil has been playing, he's flown under the radar because he has been in challengers, but I think his trending three-month UTR, which is something I do look at when when, when, when comparing players um, and just seeing how they've been playing. I mean, granted, it has been the offseason, but Pospisil's top 20 in the world in terms of that. And I think he's gone mostly unnoticed because he has not played in many big events or televised, like, events that people have seen i mean he did play shanghai and qualified but he then went back and played knoxville and something like that and monfils is a bigger name i think pospisil has been playing the better tennis of the two um yeah no i definitely agree and when you move down i see felix alger alias seen reaching the third round to set up a all canadian clash and felix just made the semifinals of was it Adelaide. Adelaide, yes. And he, he played a very... In three, seven, six in the third, I think, to... No, Rube? six, four in the six, third. Six, four in the third. Um, six, four. Um, so, when I look at this, Duckworth, Bettenay. Duckworth is an Australian. I take Bettenay, though. I think he's a better player um, in the, just with this matchup. I don't think Duckworth is going to be able to hang... He's going to be forced back. Bettenay takes the ball... Nice, like nice and early, and he's he's just solid. He's an aggressive baseliner who's going to be able to find his inside out against Duckworth. Duckworth kind of punches the ball through the court. Um, I take Bettenay, and then I take FAA all the way to the fourth round. Um, I think the goal this match is a, is is a tough match just because Felix has not been playing great tennis to start off the year, but I think his draw allows him to to gain some confidence because, listen, no matter if he's not playing well, his serve is going to be thundering. So it's going to give him a shot in any single match up to a certain point when you play a class returner like a Novak or something like that, you know? Um, or one of the top, top guys who can handle that. Um, so I, I take I take Felix to the fourth round. He's always matched up well against Pospisil, and I know Pospisil has been playing the better tennis but I feel like Felix has enough firepower or has the firepower where he can kind of not like keep Pospisil off his game. Um, and I just, I, I take, I take Felix to make the fourth round because I feel like he is, he is the better talent. He is the better talent. And I think it will win out because he puts in the work and you know what? He might not have had the best start, but he ended up in that Rublev match. He, he could have very well won that. The set that he lost in the first set, he had set points. And he, he ends up losing in, in, in three. And Rublev is arguably one of the hottest tennis players in the world right now. So I think he bounced back after ATP Cup. Um, not necessarily the result he would have wanted, but it's a, it was a high-level match. Um, and I, I, I have Felix advancing to the fourth round. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you there, having Felix reach the fourth round. And then Taylor Fritz, another 
very hot tennis player right now on tour, plays Talon's Greek Sport, and I see him, Fritz, advancing all the way to the third round. He'd have to play Kevin Anderson, most likely second round. But then I see Dominic Team moving through. He played three matches at ATP Cup. He lost to Chorich and Urkash, and I believe he beat Diego Schwartzman. But I see him. They're all close matches, very competitive. And on hard courts with Nicholas Masu as his coach, he's found so much more success. And I see it really showing this tournament. Yeah, I agree with you with team. I think team's going to have a big tournament. Um, the one thing where I'm going to differ with you, I think Kevin Anderson's going to beat Fritz. Um, I know he's been out for a while, but I thought the match that he played against Benoit Pair was a great match for him to have just because he, he had to... He fought back in that match, being having Per serve for it twice in two different sets, and he ends up winning the match. I think that's a big confidence boost to have coming into a grand slam. And I think just matchup wise, he can he keep Fritz off his game. He hits big, but he can also defend well for a big guy. Um, and I know Fritz has been playing good tennis, but I think Kevin Anderson is the better player. He has more experience um and he had the higher level of the two and i think that that ultimately prevails um but i have dummy team going deep deep yeah me too and um, when you look so dominic team versus felix auger aliasim i have team moving team. through so it'd be setting up a nadal or Kyrgios team matchup yeah all right Daniel Medvedev. Daniel Medvedev has Francis Tiafa first round. I don't think that that poses any any difficulties for him. Um, when I when I do look at this draw um, for him, the one interesting matchup I have is Paparin versus Sunga. Sunga hasn't played much. His only match this year was losing first round to Mir Medvedev in Doha, and Paparin. Last year is defending a bunch of points. He was third round Aussie, right? Mm-hmm. He had a big run. He went he, to and five and he sets. Lost to Luca Pui. Yes. And he ended up losing really to Luca Pui. Um, I think this is an inter- interesting matchup. I see. I've taking. got I've got Sanga moving through, beating Paparin. He last year at the end of the year in Paris. He reached the quarterfinals, beating Berrettini, Rublev, and Struff, all three guys who were finding some success, some great success already this year. And Paparin, even though it is on his home soil and he's done very well here last year, I still, I'm taking Sanga. Yeah, I'm with you. I take Sanga through. I have Jaime Munar playing in the second round, but he still advances. I have Kopfer taking out Medvedev, which is a, which is a what? rematch. Not, not, not taking out Medvedev, but playing Medvedev. Ah, okay. Um, which is a rematch of the match that they had at the U.S. Open in the third round, right? Fourth round, I believe. Fourth round, fourth round, I mean. Um, so I think Medvedev has a solid tournament. Yeah, definitely. Um, I see Medvedev moving through to the fourth Watching round. him play ATP Cup, he is so tough. He keeps the ball so low off both sides, and the ball slides through the court. It's very hard to attack. Like, you saw Joker. It gives Djokovic a lot of problems. And exactly, and even when you thought he was done and dusted, he went down 6-1-1-love 
uh, down the set, a break, and he yeah. still he was managed to fight his way back. He's always in these matches because of his unorthodox style. He hits massive serves and really slides the ball through the court. Can hit the ball and also can grind. So I I've I have him moving through, and I think he can do a lot of damage, just like he did at the U.S. Open. Yeah, I agree. So now, Isner as your 19, Stan as your 15. Listen, Isner has not been playing great tennis. Um, and so, this is where I start getting into my upset specials. I have Montiero taking out Isner. I don't know why. No, but I, I don't have do. that. I have Daniel Gallant beating Tabila and then beating Montiero. Daniel Galan. Big no. serving Colombian. He's Colombian, right? Yes, he is. Um, I just wanted to make sure. And then I have Stan the Man beating Neomir in the second round. And Stan advancing to play Medvedev in the fourth round. That's what I got. What about you? I have Warenka taking out Isner in the third round. I see Isner, he made... Isner? Yes, he made the, what was it, the semifinals of Auckland. I think he lost to Ugo Umber. Yes, in the semifinals, he beat both Kyle Edmund and Tennis Sandgren. He did look like he was having trouble with his neck. He, his neck was bothering him, but that shouldn't be too much of an issue. I'm sure that'll get sorted out. And I've got Warenka moving through to the fourth round to play Medvedev, where I see Medvedev uh, taking him out. All right, all right, all right. Um, fair enough. I think that is something that you will be wrong. I think Galan. Galan is one of my upset specials. Big serve guy. Big serve. His big tournament last year was the Houston 250. Um, so I, I'm, I'm big into that, and I've Medvedev beating Stan um, in the fourth round. So I've Medvedev. My quarterfinals right now are Rafa, Dominic, and Medvedev. Love how you're taking a clay quarter to take out John Isner on the hard court. But. Listen, Montiero is going to be grunting very loud. He's going to dig in. He's going to he's going to work those forehands inside into Isner's backhand. He's going to go back far and return and just grind. And I think <laughs> you know what? It's everything. It's against everything. I think, but I think Montiero takes him out just based off of. The fact that Isner has not been playing great tennis, and I think in a best out of five set match, if you're not playing great tennis, you know what? He may be able to scratch through that one, but I think Daniel Galan will give him a hard time. Another clay quarter, but all right, that's beside the point. I think this is next section of the draw is where it really starts to get interesting for me. I see Goldfamp moving through, beating Chardy, and then also Pierre, who's our Barrett Cam Nori, has not been playing great tennis. He just. I think he lost in the um, first or second round in Auckland where he finaled last year, losing to Tennis Sandgren, his first and only uh, ATB final in his career. And then I see Chris O'Connell giving Andre Rublev a tough time. No, 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 no. Listen, I know he's been hot on the Challenger Tour, but I, I think, think Rublev, man... I think Rublev, even though he's played a lot of matches, he's played eight matches so far in this season, I think he goes on a run. I do. He's put in the work, dude. He's paid his dues. He's gone through a lot, and he is hungry. This is his year. And as Roger said, when Roger was like, all right, who do you think is going to be 
the big. It was going to do something big. Roger said Rublev, and I agree. Um, well, look you know, in someone, that, in that video, everyone was saying players who they lost to. Nicholas, time out. When you have someone who strikes the ball as well as he does and can get to offense as well as he does, O'Connell's not going to be able to touch him, I don't think. And I think even Goffin, he's just going to run through. Because Goffin's game is timing taking the ball early. But when you have someone who's taking the ball early, just as early as you are, except he's putting that ball back with interest on it, I mean, how are you going to keep on doing that? And that ball's low, it's through the court. Look, I don't disagree with the first part, but I see Rublev losing to Goffin in what I think will be a great third-round match and the Belgian advancing to the fourth round. So, especially because Rublev, he's already played eight matches, as you said. A couple of them were very close. And yes... This year is going to be big for him, but I think not just yet at a Grand Slam. Soon, though. Maybe at the U.S. Open. No, no, no. I'm taking Rublev through. I think he's going to play Ben Sherritt in the uh, second round. I think Ben Sherritt beats Gita. I think Rublev then takes off Goffin. And then when you look at it, I'm thinking it's either Goffin or Rublev who I have in my uh, quarterfinals. Because I think Zverev, man, he's in a world of hurt right now. He's not playing good tennis. He's not in a good frame of mind or has not been. Hopefully he does get there. Um, But I do not think his tennis level has not been great. Um, It took, when I was looking at this draw, I mean, I could see him losing to Cecinato at this point. (laughs) And that's saying a lot. (laughs) Cecinato won a match, by the way, in Auckland. And then did you see that war that he had with Leonardo Mare? That was crazy. Yeah, it was like 2018. In the, in the second set breaker. Yeah. I mean, that's banana lance. Like, what? 2018 and a breaker? That's crazy. Um, but I see I see Casper Rude posing a big threat to Zverev. I think that's yes, a 5 center. I'm not I sure agree. if he'll I be think, able to move through, but... I think when I looked at this, I think it's just going to get tougher and tougher for him. And I think the confidence level will drop as each match goes on. I think he digs it out, but I think there's going to be at least one or two five-setters in there. Yeah, for sure. And I, think, I have Basilashvili, Verdasco, or Rude taking him out. I have. I don't have but Listen, I think Basilashvili could lose to Seiko and Kwan. Man, I love Basilashvili, but I, I think he has not been playing great tennis. I have Verdasco in my third round against Zverev. I have Zverev advancing through um, and then losing to Rublev in the fourth. Just when he gets to someone who can outshot make him and and can grind with him too and where he's just not the... He isn't necessarily the better hitter or the better player on the court. That's when he's going to be in trouble. Like, mentally. I think... Mm -hmm. I think he is enough to get by Casper Rude. His backhand is unbelievable, whether he is in the right frame of mind or not. I think, but ultimately, I think Rublev just will blow holes through his game. Yeah, and I've got Goffin moving to the quarterfinals. All right, so that's where something where we disagree with. Fair yeah. enough. So now we have, and then I have Medvedev beating Rublev. That's yes, something I've got I think, Medvedev reaching the semis. Agreed. All right, so um. Oh, so wait, I just gave away my, my semi. That was not smart of me. So then I'll, I'll go back up 
real quick. So to set up my to set up the uh, the semi again is I have Dominic team beating Rafa. That's another upset special. Yeah, I see who I see Dominic team taking out Kyrgios also. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, let's move on and let's let's get back to the semis later. Um, Baratini's your eight. He started off his 2020 Australian Open campaign with a win over Paris, the Aussie Open wild card. Um, the bottom half of the draw, some of the matches have been played already, so we know some of the results, but we will go through it either way. Um, he is matched up with Borna Schwartz, who's the 25 seed, who took a loss to Sam Query, who now will play Ricardus Barankis in the second round, and Berrettini still awaits the winner of Sangren Trungaletti, and the score is currently, Nicholas, take a guess. I'm not sure. 1-0 Sangren. Trungaletti to serve in the first. Well, I think it's important (laughs) to note that Chorich really did not look physically great. His moving looked a little bit hampered. I wasn't... Dude, he looked constipated running. (laughs) I mean, he ran to a drop shot. I was like, what is wrong with him? It was like he was like speed walking. Yeah. Like up straight. Oh, man, that was not great. Would have been nice to know before the match, but... um, (laughs) Seriously, but I think no matter what, I have Trungaletti. Who bet on him? Special. I have Trungaletti beating Sangren. A little fun there. Trunga took out JJ Wolf in qualies. I watched that match. That was a battle. JJ. Zero yeah. six seven six seven five. Listen, JJ could have dummied him. Mm-hmm. He could have converted cash in those break points early in the first set, and it would have been thanks for playing. Second set. Second have set. Safe, have a safe trip home. See you in the challenger circuit. Yeah. Like, but. That didn't end up happening. JJ went a little too much over the board, started missing a little bit more. Trunga got in the match and started playing well. But I take Trunga to take out uh, Trung- uh, to take out Sangren. Sengr- oh, no, definitely not. I've got Senna Sangren taking out Trungaletti and Matteo Berrettini advancing to the fourth round. Yeah, very simple. I think Berrettini is just, man, I watched this match against Harris, and I know Harris is not up to par necessarily level-wise with Baratini, but boy, did Baratini look good. He is ripping the slice. Ripping it. That's something he definitely worked on. The The slice is a lot more pertinent in his game right now. And it was already a lot in the, uh, before. Alright, and then moving down, uh, you've got Guido Pei as the 22 seed and Fonini as the 12 seed. I see Riley Opelka uh, taking out Fonini. He's already up two sets to love. Uh, it's on serve in the third yeah, set. Yeah, I thought that was a given. Man, Fonini's been a bump recently. I hate to say that, but he really has. I mean, whether it's the match that he tanked against Casper Ruud in ATP Cup, or what was the match? He lost to Feliciano Lopez in Auckland. I, I didn't watch that, so I can't say whether he tanked or not. I don't think he did. But he has just been terrible. Yeah, he's really not been looking too great. And then moving to the top half of this little section, I see Gregoire Barrera taking out Guido Pea. No, I really like him. No, 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 no. Listen, here's my little. This is another little upset special. I have Guido Pea. Guido Pea in the fourth round. Gregoire Barrera like snuck his way through the most softwood match. Pela has already beaten John Patrick Smith, and Barrera's already beaten Safwa. Um I think 
Barrera, the matchup is not great. And I think Palin's just a better player, man. He's a better player. Barrera didn't have, like, Sophomore was dictating that match, I felt, when I watched. Barrera's just rock solid off of both sides. And I think Pela can kind of turn the screw. He's a crafty lefty. He gets the ball off the court a lot more than than other guys. And he's going to stretch Barrera out more than he's comfortable. And I think errors will start to creep in and he'll be able to dictate. And and yeah. All right. Well, and then I see what I have a lot of trouble right now with is Jordan Thompson versus uh, Alex Boudreau. Listen, I had the same thing. Their odds are like the same thing. It's crazy to win. It's so weird. It's like they're both negative, but um, they're both like minus something. But um, I, I'm taking Bublik into the third round. I always feel like, listen, I'll start with the matchup with Jordan Thompson first. I think the match is on Bublik's racket. It is. Yeah, There's no denying that. Yep. And Bublik has progressively become more... Not not restrained, but you know what you know what I'm trying to say. He has become yeah. his game. Reined has, in. He's reined it in. He's reined it in as each match is, or not each match, but from tournament to tournament, kind of. But over time, he's reined it in, right? Mm-hmm. And I just feel like when it's the first tournament of the year, I don't feel like someone's going to go out there and say, "Screw this." No, I agree with you. Know? Boblik's already gotten two solid match wins under his belt in 2020. He beat Adrian Manorino in Doha and Taylor Fritz in Adelaide, both in straight sets. And yes, exactly. I agree with you. I think for, I think it's just a matchup that that fits him. He'll be able to be creative. He'll be able to hit shots where he's going to be enjoying himself, and I think that just gives him the advantage. I think he ends up toughing it out, and then it comes into another one of my points. I think he takes out Opelka. Opelka now has done this numerous times where last year at the Australian Open, or was it two years ago, he beats Isner and then loses to Thomas Fabiano. At the U.S. Open this prior year, he beat someone good and then ended up losing to Dominic Koper. He had an upset. I think yeah, he no, I agree with you there. I agree, and also I don't think the matchup necessarily suits him too well because Boblik really likes to take the ball on, and Opelka really likes to rip, and I don't think Opelka is going to be given too many opportunities to do that. Fair enough. So I've Pele in my fourth round against Baratini. Baratini beating him, being in the quarters. Yeah. I can't right. disagree with you there. So now this is where it becomes where I get to be a little smarter now. So Denis Shapovalov has lost, right? He was the 13th seed. He lost to Martin Fusevic, 7-6 in the fourth set. And even though as much as it pains me to say this, I'm going to be honest. You know why? Because my character is, is of a high standard. I had Denis Shapovalov. In my semifinals. Oh, that's a terrible pick. I would never have done uh, that. Now you can say that. Now you can say that. Now you can say that all you want. But at the time, I did not think so. But now that the tournament has already begun, and I know that Dana Shapov is no longer in the tournament, I get to rearrange my draw a little bit to make myself sound a little bit smarter. So uh, that is what I'm going to do. 
And when I look at this, Pusevic plays the winner of center partial centers up two sets to one, two sets to love correction for all 1530 in the third. I think center ends up winning that. I think Fusevich center. That's a tough one. I take Fusevich there. I think Fusevich is just more experienced. He's got more firepower. I think he's just the better he does player. Not have more firepower. That is something I would agree with. But I think he is more consistent with his power. Okay. Sander has more firepower. I take Fusevich though. So that opens it up for Demi. Demi just beat Londero. He dropped the set, but he did beat Londero. He faces the winner of Leonardo Mayer, Tommy Paul. I think TP wins that. I think TP, TP plays Dimitrov, and that's where I got a little bit. I wouldn't say not confused, but I'm thinking TP, Dimitrov. I'd love to see TP win. I'd love to. He's been playing good ball recently. I think, yes. Tommy Paul is a great player. He's going to have... Fantastic success this year, in my opinion. I see him taking out Leonardo Mayer. And I think this match against Grigor is going to be really high quality and really close. Kind of like what we saw a couple of years ago with Demi versus Mackie McDonald. I think in the first run where it was 8-6 in the fifth set. I don't think it'll necessarily go to a 7-6-6-all uh, in the fifth play and having to play a super tiebreaker. But I think it will go to 5. But I see... Demi, just more experience. I think he's also just a better player, and him taking out Tommy Paul to reach the third round, and then taking out Fusevich to reach yes. the round of 16. Yeah. So, listen, I think Dimitrov ends up winning that match, too. I agree. And I have Dimitrov advancing to play Fed Goat in the fourth round. Oh, you just jumped there. I love it. Yeah. Roger Federer. Played a fantastic match. He's got 98 match wins at the Australian Listen, Open. Two away Federer from 100. Federer is playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. Because Shapovalov losing makes his draw a whole heck of a lot easier. Yes. <laughs> I think, personally. No, definitely. Shapovalov has firepower. That guy hits big. That's something that could give Fed a tough time. But then and again, we... Grigor Dimitrov beat Listen, Federer last year at the US Federer Open. Federer was injured. He was injured. Still, a win's a he win. He was injured. A win's a win. A win is a win, but he was injured. Okay. And I, when I looked at the straw, I was like, oh my gosh, Fed's going to have a tough time. You look at her catch. Damn. Guy's tough. Big hitter. But then again, I was like, you know what? Fed is Fed. And every time I think that Fed, you know what? He's slipping. He doesn't. Because he is just so superior on the court. And this is where I get to rewrite my draw. Fed Goat, I have advancing. Advancing to the quarters to face Matteo Berrettini. I think he plays Hurkacz in the third round. I think Hurkacz is a tough match with Johnny Mailman in the second round. Even though Ugo Lambert just won a 250, I still think Millman beats him. I still think it. Millman's played a high level of tennis. Ugo Lambert's coming off the biggest tournament of his career. Now he's got to get back up for the Australian first round. The Aussie Aussies are going to be getting after for, for Johnny Millman. I think Millman takes it. And yeah, he had a couple of big match wins in Auckland and ATP Cup. He beat Felix in straights at ATP Cup and then Karen Kachanov in Auckland before losing to the eventual finalist, Benoit Paire. So I agree with you there taking Millman. 
um, and her cash moving to the third round, losing to Federer, and Federer reaching, uh, eventually reaching the semifinals, beating Berrettini in the course. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, So I got Fed Goat, Fed Goat Demi, Fed Goat over him. So now let's move down, and then we'll get back up later. We have Stefano Sitsispas, who's already beaten Salvatore Caruso. He's the sixth seed. Cole Schreiber's already beaten Marcos Giron. Um, Christian Garin's up two sets to love on Travaglia. Rounders just up two sets to love on Luis Cristino. So I think that's pretty much set. You're going to have Sitsispas, Cole Schreiber, Garin, Raonic. I think I did pick originally Raonic, and I'm going to pick him again. And I have Raonic, Sitsipas, Sitsipas over him. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you there. But um, I, I do see Gary giving Raonic trouble. Maybe that's yeah, another five-seller. For sure. For sure. Um, moving down, Benoit Pair playing Step. Then you have Chilich versus Mutet, and this is where I go banana lands, right? Mutet. Yes. I'm all over Mutet. All over him, man. This guy, he's a sneaky one. He's a sneaky one. You look at him, you're like, hey, he's a small guy. A little, like, crafty lefty, but this guy is like a rat on the court. He just scurries around, and he just finds stuff where you don't expect him to find stuff. And even though that might sound like a... What's the opposite of a compliment? I'm blanking right now. (laughs) It might sound like I'm like ragging on him. My brain is mushed right now. Um, as much as it might sound as an insult, this guy is tough. And I am all over him to beat Chilich. He's the underdog in that match, but he has had a great start to the season. Great start. He beat Stan in Doha. Yeah, exactly. He qualified, he qualified for Doha and Doha and made the finals, losing to eventual champion finals. Andre Rublev a lot of matches and lost to Rublev in a good match I'm high on Mutet high on him and I have Mutet to beat Pair in the second round to face Bautista Agut in the third round to ultimately lose to him and Bautista Agut to play Sitsipas and Sitsipas to lose to Bautista Agut. I agree I agree and this is where I'm going to start getting a little into the conditions right so Melbourne's had some weird freaking weather weird weather and even though it is the summer for them it is not that warm for summer weather in melbourne right now no, even no. though they did have the forest fires i hope everyone's okay etc right mm-hmm. it's starting to get cold there yep. it's starting to get cold i mean the high for the for when they would play would be 79 maybe maybe Depending on the day. I mean, they may play Tuesday, and the high would be 72. I'm looking at the weather right now. I got it up as well. Those are slow conditions. That sits right into Roberto, man. If they play at night and Roberto plays Sitsispas, oh, man. That's good for Roberto. The ball's slow. It will stay low. His backhand won't be climbing. Sitsispas won't be able to get the ball up as high on Roberto. Oh, man. This sounds like Wimbledon 2019 to Roberto to me. Yeah, definitely. And Roberto, he went undefeated at ATP Cup. He's been playing some great tennis. He got a couple of great match wins under his belt. He beat Dusan Lejovic in the finals, uh, Nick Kyrgios, I think, in the semis, and just overall a complete performance from him. And then moving down, I've got Diego Schwartzman reaching the fourth round. I see him taking out 
Dusan Lajevic in the third round. What do you think about that matchup? I have Tootsie taking him out. I think he's the hotter player. Um, one thing, Tootsie is down 5-2 to Kyle Edmund, but I think the, the rain delay will get give him like a little nice break. It will be less windy. I think he struggles in the wind just with that one-hander. I don't know. I think it's suspect when it comes to that, even though he's a professional tennis player, he should be able to deal with the wind, but I'm going very fast right now. I'm looking at Norton Gumbos to take out Davidovich Fokina. That's another little upset in terms of odds. Um, Norton Gumbos cruised through qualities, man. And I think he'll play Schwartzman, ultimately lose to Schwartzman. I think Kukushkin over Pullman's. I take Leivich over Edmund, Leivich over Kukushkin, Leivich over Schwartzman. I think the matchup of Leivich to Schwartzman, Nicholas, is an interesting one. I know, I'm going. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. But yeah. when I looked at how Leivich played ATP Cup, I was really impressed, man. Really impressed. He was very methodical and played within his patterns very well. Very well played and very smart throughout the entire tournament. And even though he lost to Roberto, I thought the first set was an incredibly high level. He's using his forehand very well. And he's using the backhand very well as well, which is something I, that was always his weaker wing, right? Um, but now he's being a lot more crafty with it, using the slice a little bit more as an aggressive play. And then he does can always rip that one-hander. Yeah, and I, the reason why I've got Diego Schwartzman, he did go 1-3 and three at ATP Cup, but he only played top 40 players. He the he lost to Hurkash in 3, playing great tennis there. Uh, Medvedev in 3, team in straights, and then beat Schwartz 2-2. Two two. So I think Diego, he's been playing some good, solid tennis, and I see him moving through to the fourth round. And then moving down into the final section, Dan Evans just took out Mackie McDonald come back, coming back from a two-set-to-love deficit. And then he'll play Yoshihito Nishioka in the second round. But I don't see, um, I don't see Nishioka moving through there. And I've got Djokovic advancing to the fourth round thereafter. Yeah, listen, I have Nishioka beating Dan Evans. Um, I think the the Dan Evans level against Mackey was not as high, obviously, as ATP Cup. Um, and I think Nishioka, it's just an, it's an interesting matchup because that slice will be going to Nishioka's forehand on the cross. And I think Nishioka has been the hotter player, even though Dan Evans had a phenomenal ATP Cup. And I think, yeah, I go with Nishioka. Right. I like that matchup, and I have Novak going through, playing Dutzie in the fourth round, Novak ultimately playing Roberto in the quarters and advancing to the semis to play. Nicholas, who do you think I'm going to pick? Roger. Fed Goat. Fed Goat. I take Fed Goat. He's playing chess. Everybody else is playing checkers. I've, I agree with you in that semifinal. I've got Novak moving through, though, to the finals to play. Dummy. Nope. Daniil Medvedev. Oh, man. Oh, man. I have have Dummy versus Novak. Novak winning. Do you have Novak winning? No, I do not. I have Daniil Medvedev left the Australian Open title. And just like a ton of players were saying for this 2020 year, their bold prediction of the year is saying there'd be a new Grand Slam champion. And I see it coming this time. 
I don't think Australian Open. You think Novak's going out in the Aussie Open? I know. It's bold prediction. Dude, he owns the Aussie Open. Yeah, he does. He's going for a record of uh, eight. Eighth title. So. All right. Fair enough. Guys, we appreciate your support. We hope that you listen to this entire podcast. If not, that's good. That's good. If you made it to this point, we very much appreciate it. It was one of our longer podcasts. We're going to keep trying to improving, working harder to prepare better stuff. We're going to try to go matchup to matchup, get the odds on each guy, start going into each matchup more in depth, I'd say. Uh, I'm starting to get into that stuff too and go and find the odds online and start going through that because I'm interested. Um, and I'm going to be, I think, posting my, uh, my results because... I, I have them all written down, so I'm going to go after each round, I think. We're going to figure out. Nicholas will put it out on Twitter or something.